Welcome back to the Make Account Podcast. I'm Marcus Meir, founder of Meir Group CPAs and the Total Control Accounting System. And I'm Tyler Warner, small business owner with a lot of accounting questions. All right, Tyler. Today we're talking, I think, your favorite topic. <laughs> it's three letters, the IRS. And yeah. we're not talking inventory reduction sale like you That's see. That's my second favorite. <laughs> That's, your, <laughs> That's your second favorite acronym, right? Right. So today we're, we're just uh, kind of what we want to do is give some people an understanding of how the IRS works and how your interactions work with them. Um, and, and give, you've got some real life stories. I've got, obviously got client stories that we'll get into and we'll kind of get your experience dealing with them. Um, but the point of all this is if you are a small business owner specifically, um, if you've been in business any amount of time, you've dealt with the IRS. That's the first thing I want to let people know is that you're going to have to deal with them with some correspondence, whatever that may be a notice, um, them saying they've approved an S-Corp election mm-hmm. or they haven't approved it or something like that. So right. if you're a small business owner, just get ready. You're going to get an IRS notice and correspondence. You're going to have to deal with it. That's the kind of the, that's kind of the general concept here. Yeah. Um, and also individuals, you file enough tax returns, you know, as an adult making a decent amount of money, you're going to get an IRS notice. And so today I want to just kind of give some, dispel some myths and kind of talk around those things. So uh, the first thing I would tell everybody is, when you get an IRS notice, it always, and I think you probably know where I'm going to go with this, is it's always great to have somebody that understands this stuff working alongside of you. Sure. Because I've seen it go a couple different directions. It's usually one of these two with the IRS. I get a notice, and I freak out, I being the client. Like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, and I pay it. And we'll talk about why you shouldn't do that. Or the second thing is I procrastinate, and I, the problem gets bigger. And so what I want to tell you guys today is that if you get an IRS notice for lots of reasons it could be wrong we've seen that all the time and you know we'll kind of talk about some of your stuff um and also it it, they make it seem dire kind of talk about like kind of give me some of your your uh experiences well I just know uh, you know you think you're doing everything right you're being a good little business boy and you know (laughs) (laughs) I've never heard that yeah it's, I don't know if it's a real term, but anyway, <laughs> you know, you think you got your ducks in a row right? and then you get one of these letters and, and I was telling you before we started the podcast, you know, you'll get a, a notice and I've gotten, you know, notices probably as small as like, you know, five years ago. It's like, it, it's a, it's a letter that comes in the mail and it'll say, we're lever- levying your assets, right. which is just like, okay, you guys are, yeah, you guys are coming for me. And oh, then yeah. like you scroll down the letter and it's like, you owe $2.22 <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> from like 2013. Right. You're just like, what? Okay. Right. Like, yeah. and then on the other end, sometimes, you know, I will talk maybe more about, you know, I've gotten significant amounts yeah. where it's just like, okay, this is like, you know, $2, it's like, this is just annoying. Yeah. But like, I've gotten significant amounts where it's like, whoa, okay, right. this is, this has got to be an error because right. we wouldn't have just missed this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think in what, what's a good point, and I kind of start off the conversation saying, have somebody walk along alongside you, have an advisor, a CPA. Mm-hmm. So you, that was you, you have me walking right. alongside you. You're getting, so I guess one of the points is that, look, even if you have a good CPA and they're doing things right, like you said, you're being mm-hmm. a good little business boy, mm-hmm. I think you use your term, <laughs> you're, yeah. you're doing what you're supposed to, you, you were, payroll was fine, paying your payroll taxes, paying your personal income taxes, all that stuff, you still got to notice. Right. So that's kind of the first thing is that don't freak out. Right. You could be doing everything right and still get a notice. Right. Um, so that's kind of one of the main points I want to walk, I want to talk about. But the second thing would be, 
once that happened, you had the relationship to where you could turn it over to us. And one of the one of the notes I have here is that very simply, I can get power of attorney. Yeah. And that's really what you want. You really right. want somebody to step in and say, look, I, I can kind of handle this. I, I guess what I'd want to say in this is like, it's almost a PSA of just other business owners to just say my experience. And I, I would imagine most that have been in business long enough would echo that you realize that the IRS is not like th that they're an organization that makes mistakes just like any organization and there's this sort of this myth right because the only time we hear about the irs is like people going to jail it's yeah. like you you're just you get these letters that are that literally talk about levying your assets and we're going to seize your bank account and this you know whatever it might be you'd think the men in black are about to show up at your door <laughs> and right. just haul you right. up in a van right um you know, but what I, what I'm getting at is there's a lot of like it's just it's just compliance stuff that's just getting misunderstood right. or misorganized on the back end. Absolutely, that can be dealt with. And so the reason I think it's not that because I've done both. I've there's been times where you're like, hey man, why don't you try and call? Yeah, and well, you know, maybe because it's not. It's a, it's a situation where let's kind of a little bit there. Like, look, it's a it's not worth paying somebody. Right. Well. We think that sometimes sure. we're like it's not worth paying a you know a few hundred bucks to solve a two hundred dollar note. It's kind right. of a cost benefit. Yeah, exactly. But at the same time, sure, maybe, maybe. Yeah, and so there's been times where like I have called the IRS because yeah. I'm you know whatever, and um, and I'm talking to the guy and I'm like, hey, look, I think this is going on. And then like there was one time I called, I had got some kind of notice for like eight hundred bucks I or something. This. Okay, yeah. I'm like calling and saying it's a mistake, blah blah blah, and they like get that sorted out, or maybe I even paid that. Um, get that sorted out. And he was like, well, you also owe this amount. And I'm like, what? Right. Like, this is not even, I hadn't, at that point I hadn't gotten a notice about it. Or anything. I'm right. like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And I'm like, all right, tell me exactly what I owe and what it's for. And I think again, it was like, he's just behind a computer screen, right. you know, and it's just an alert. He's not got a personal vendetta against me right. or, That's you know, true. getting yep. commission on what he collects. <laughs> He, I'm just like trying to be like, okay, he's got a screen in front of him that's telling him I owe this much. It's wrong, yeah, but whatever. It just is aggravating that we have to deal with it. I write it down and I call you, and he's like, yeah, it's just an issue. They they automatically assume you owe this yeah. because of X, Y, or Z. We Correct. just got to resend a notice to. Yeah, you know, and yeah, and I'm being super vague because I don't know all the forms. Yeah. But to your point, an advisor knows the forms, can call the guy and say, "Well, no, form two forty seven, I sent three months ago." Right. And see attached. See attached. Yeah. And they're like, "Oh, you got me. All right." Yeah. You know. No, it happens all the time, and that's where I started the conversation with. A lot of people just freak out. Those two, those two examples, they procrastinate or they freak out. Don't freak out. Like we've seen it all the time. I've gotten. I'll give you another example. I have clients. This, and this is why it's. I mean, again, I cannot reiterate this more. If you're if you're working with somebody, often this, this kind of stuff gets remedied, like I'm about to talk about. So I had a client made a seventy thousand dollar tax payment. Okay, clear as day, he was it was for two thousand nineteen. Okay, he files his tax return, and then so that that seventy thousand dollar payment went into all the other tax payments he made, and he had overpaid for the year. And sometimes we do that intentionally. We'll create an overpayment to then credit to the next year. It's like somebody who always pays quarterly. Well, we go to file the tax return. We file it. He gets a notice saying 
no, your overpayment's not this. It's 70 grand less. And we're like, well, wait a second. So what happened was the IRS had taken his $70,000 payment and applied it to the wrong year. I mean, they, we sent the check in, in the memo line of the check, because, again, other people are probably like, you pay with a check? Yes, a lot of times people pay with a check. They wrote in the memo line the, the, the year. They had a voucher saying the right year, and literally the IRS put it to 2018. So then what happens? Now we got a cascading domino effect here. So now the 2019 return we said had a, let's just say, a $100,000 overpayment, now has a $30,000 overpayment. So if we don't catch that or fix that, now we file the 2020 tax return, and we say, yeah, we have $100,000 carrying over when, in fact, we only have thirty. Mm-hmm. So, again, if you didn't get with somebody, you, could have, you would have botched two years of tax returns, notices on each year, all for a clerical error that was their error. Right. And so what we did was, Quentin, in fact, a uh, guy who works for, with me, called them, figured it out. Because in, in the meantime, too, the, the client got a check back. Which was not seventy thousand, but seventy thousand plus interest. So we're like, what's the seventy two thousand four hundred thirty four dollar and eighteen cent check? We had to call them, come to figure out it was the it, the the overpayment that they didn't apply properly and just gave him the money back. So lots of issues. And my point in all that was we could have had lots of tax returns screwed up, lots of frustration with a client on the phone. We knew how to get to the answer. Because we understand how this stuff works, and we know that a lot of times it's just knowing the lingo. Right. You know, it's, it's like knowing the question, like you mentioned, Form 247, which is not a form, but <laughs> but it sounded right. <laughs> yeah. It sounded good. Sure. Um, no, that's you, actually too easy. I'm yeah, sure yeah, it's not that right, simple. Right, right. Well, they're normally four digits. <laughs> um, you know, it's like 8962. Right. Yeah, right. So, but the point is, save yourself a lot of trouble, a lot of heartache, like... First of all, you're going to be on the phone forever. Right, that's true. The IRS has a practitioner hotline. It gives me a little faster yeah, access. Yeah, no, that was a two-day project for sure. So just, so uh, back to that, just to kind of circle back, we, you probably should have just, it was worth your time. When I was trying to like hedge the bet and be like, look, man, do you really want to pay me a couple hundred bucks to, to save you 200? Right. Then it turned into 800 <laughs> and two days. I, right. Did you go, just a quick aside, like weren't you, did you like try to go to their office or you went, Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, no. They, like, set me up with this, like... Did you go to Lake Charles or something? No, and it was downtown. (laughs) um, And I walked in there, and they're like, yeah, no one's here. It was like... Where was it, man? I want to say it was like... Yeah, I mean, not not super important, but the point is... You wasted it wasted your time. Uh, yeah. Like and I will tell you if that again, if you're gonna be in business or personal taxes, like you've filed them long enough, you will have this situation that's worth your time and money to pay somebody yeah. for. Um all right, so that's kind of IRS notices, the headaches, the pitfalls. We could go on and on. I've got tons of stories. I've got stories where they've literally I can see the check image clearing my client's bank and it has the year stamped on it and they mm-hmm. apply it to the wrong year. My point is they make mistakes. All the time. Right. Do not pay a notice. Second thing is, if they make a mistake and are trying to, like you said, assess penalties and interest and really scare the heck out of you, uh, an advisor with power of attorney can call them and get a hold on your account. That's a lot of things people don't realize, too. I can call them, talk to an agent, and be like, listen, we're working on this. Just chill out with the with the notices, and they'll stop. Yeah. Literally. They'll give you an eight-week kind of, like, take a step back, refresh kind of deal, and like, okay, we will stop collection efforts because you're working on it actively with with the CPA. Yeah. So that's the big thing on notice is just get somebody to help you, get power of attorney, let them call, let them work the jargon, the whole thing. Right. Day. Yeah, and to that end too, like there's a, you know, 
because of the way those notices are written and because no one knows the language, like you said, it's so intimidating. Yeah. You just, you, there's a, a big, there's a big spectrum. And we talked a little bit about, you're not going to jail. Correct. Right. You know, it's not criminal to sort out, you, you know, like if you make a, a mistake, a clerical right. mistake, whether they did, you did, those things are not criminal. Right. It takes, you may get fined, you may get some interest. Penalties. Penalties, but you have time to sort that stuff out. And potentially get them abated. So like, or, right. So we, I've done that, I think, for other clients where it's like, there's there's also what the IRS calls it a first-time abatement waiver. It's basically yeah. a get-out-of-jail-free card. Right. Like, I messed this up, I filed this late, you assessed me a penalty. Again, another reason not to pay. Yeah. You could call somebody like me and be like, Look, you're normally a good filer. You file on time. You never have penalties. Let's use this one time because it uses. Yeah. You can use it once every three years. Yeah, I think I've done it every we, three years. <laughs> well, I think one time you had like a twenty-two hundred dollar. Your wife's business had a late fee. I forget yeah. what happened. It was a weird year where we had an. Ex- it's one of these years like this where the deadline was like way pushed back. Yeah, we didn't. Something happened. Right. And we had to. And we used it. And we're glad we did. And we never had to use it again. Yeah. But again, if you don't know that, you'll just right. pay it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that's notices. I think everybody kind of gets the point. We've you know, beaten yeah. a dead horse. All right. All right. So let's talk about some myths. Okay. So extensions. I get, man, this is another thing like, people kind of go two ways about. I tell a client, look, we're going to have to file an extension. What? We're filing an extension. Like extension, like the kind of the overachiever people. Like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, you're filing an extension. Extensions are not bad. A lot of times you file them. There's a reason to. Like you don't have your, all your information. Um, but the big point I want to get about extensions is extensions only extend the time to file your tax return. So um, if you owe money, you're supposed to estimate it and pay it in with your extension. Mm-hmm. So that's just a common thing I hear. So I've got the two people. I've got the overachiever who is like, I can't file an extension, even though for him it might be necessary. Or I've got the other person who's like, ah, I'm not dealing with that. Yeah, just file an extension for me. And it's like, yeah, but you might owe some money. Yeah. So in both cases, we need to step in and say, at least estimate what you owe, pay it in, because... Again, extensions are extensions of time to file. They're not extensions of time to pay. Right. All right. So that's to that end. How do they know how much you owe if you haven't filed? They don't. Okay. You're supposed to estimate it. Okay. Yeah. So you're supposed to. And again, this is why it helps to work with somebody. I've got a client. I'll tell you, we do this every year. We know he's going. He he is in a position where he has a, owns a business. So if you if you guys are you know familiar with it, uh, a pastor entity, they got to issue you a K one. Well, you can't do your personal tax return to the business is done and it flows through down mm-hmm. to you. Well, he knows he's not going to get that K-1 ever on time. It's just the business that he's a partner in, the other CPAs, they never it's never done on time. Well, what we do is we, we know that and we know he has to pay quarterly. So what we do is we make an extension payment that is way more than it should be. In fact, he's probably got enough paid in for yeah. the year, but we pay in so much so that it makes that year be overpaid, and then it covers the first quarter. Right. So because the first quarter and the extension due date and a normal yeah. year are the same date. Yeah. So you and know that, that's and that boy was me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like we've definitely done that a few times. Yeah, we'll we'll just file an extension. We'll make an extension payment that doubles as your first quarter. Yeah. Um. I'm trying to think where, we, where I got off on a tangent. You were saying something about... I was just asking how they would know what oh, you Oh, yeah, owe. yeah, they you don't. Said it's an estimate. Yeah, it, it's, it's just that. And so that's why sometimes you shoot it high. I guess this was my point. Sometimes you'll shoot it high knowing, well, if I shoot it high, it's going to cover my first quarter. Right. Because I'll create an overpayment. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so the second thing, we've got extensions. Then you've got quarterly tax payments. So anybody here that's an employee, this is probably not you. 
your employer withholds from your paycheck, it's probably generally in the ballpark of paying all of your tax due. Most people that work for somebody, they you know, get a W-2, the withholding is such that they get a little refund. That's most people. But what we're talking about is business owners generally or people that are self-employed, kind of gig workers, a, a place where nobody's withholding anything from you. So the IRS system is a pay-as-you-go tax system. They expect you to pay quarterly, but it's, it's, it's funny, it's weird dates. So it's April 15th is the first quarter, which is tax day. So I guess I kind of get that. The two go hand in hand. But then June 15th is the second quarter, September 15th, and then January 15th. So Summers, they like to collect. Oh, yeah. I mean, they hit like, you hard when yeah. you're... <laughs> it's yeah. like two months back to back for quarters. Right. And so my point in all that is if you're self-employed, own a business, that sort of thing, you should be paying quarterly to avoid the underpayment penalty. And the underpayment penalty or the estimated tax penalty is 5% of, the, of what you didn't pay for that quarter. So you can go two ways with this. I know lots of clients that say, I'd rather have my money. It makes me a lot more than 5%. Had a financial advisor client, great example. He said, I'd make a lot more than 5% on that money if I just keep it in the market. I'll pay a big tax bill at the end of the year with penalties. Okay, great. Do that. But for a lot of people, eh, that doesn't sit well with them. It's just the, the thought of like, man, I paid a $500 penalty. Could have just paid it quarterly. So there's some nuance in that. But the point is, pay-as-you-go system. Pretty self-explanatory. Mm-hmm. The only thing that's kind of funny is those dates. Yeah. Um, all right, so that's estim- – um, one thing we hadn't talked about too is – there's some safe harbors and all this. I'm not going to get too much on that, but safe harbor just means if you do this, you're in the clear. So quarterly payments, let's just say you have a huge year. You went from making 200000 to a million bucks. You can get out of paying huge quarterly estimates in that million-dollar year because the safe harbor to avoid that penalty I just talked about is one of two things, 110% of last year's tax or 90% of the current year, whichever is lower. So... In the $200,000 year, 110% of that tax is probably way less than mm-hmm. 90% of the million-dollar year. And does that mean if you've paid that, met those deadlines, no then you're not going to accrue the interest? That's right. Right. So, okay. so, and let's just take the example further. In that $200,000 year where you're leveraging that to make your next year quarterly payments, obviously you would still owe money, right, in that mm-hmm. year of the million dollars, but you wouldn't owe any penalties, that's kind of the point there is that you could keep your money longer because you'd be leveraging that safe harbor from the prior year, okay. which is 110% of the prior year. That's obviously less than 90% of the current year. Gotcha. Okay. That's about as clear as mud. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So, so I guess I wanted to kind of sum up everything is, again, we keep coming back to this point, but I don't think we can belabor it enough. Work with somebody on all of these fronts, whether it's a notice um, saying it's right or wrong. In either situation, you need somebody to help you. Whether you got to pay quarterly, you need somebody to estimate that for you, make an extension payment, you need somebody to help you. I think I'm looking at you laughing because I think I've helped you in each one of those. You've had errors. They've made lots of... You were one of the people, I think, I remember them applying a payment to the wrong year and having to get on the phone with them only to figure out with a copy... You're the example of the copy of the check. Mm-hmm. You had Literally, they said, we applied it to this year and it applies, you know, and, and didn't. Yeah. So like, I just want to. No, I've had a lot of snafus where it's yeah. like, I mean, anything from I think forty grand to like cents. Right. You know, and it's gotten to the point where. Have you ever paid any of them? 
Uh, there's been times where, like, my, you know, I think I've paid some late fees, yeah, obviously. Right, right. Um, but uh, any of those kinds of, like, notices that I've gotten in the mail, generally they're just either wrong or there was some kind of misinformation. Right. Um, you know, or they were wrong due to some right. kind of misinformation or filing wrong or whatever. Right. You know, which is why now I get them and I don't even really stress. Yeah, and I know. It, that's funny. So I'm glad you mentioned that. We kind of turned the corner. With you, you've had enough of a history. I mean, you've been in business over 10 yeah, years. Yeah, it's funny. Even being a part of businesses that I've started and, and sold, I, I remember this last business, um, I like, part of me exiting the business, it was like, okay, the, the new owner is now getting all the mail and checking everything. And like one of those things, he would get, you know, IRS notices. I'm yeah. like, dude, don't, 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 sweat freak, it. don't freak out, man. Yeah. Just like... It's something wrong. We're yeah. doing, you know, we're doing what we need to be doing. And and I think and I think another business you're talking about. I think that guy would be one that would, because he's he's a got his act together, yeah, organi- yeah. very organized, sure, yeah, and would not want to deal with that. Would p- maybe pay it. Yeah, exactly. And it was uh, his first time owning a business, so yep. you know, it's it's I know it's super intimidating to yep. get those letters the way they're written, and you're just thinking, oh my gosh, what am I getting into? Right, you know. But anyway. Yeah, bottom line, get an advisor, somebody yeah. who can speak the lingo and advocate on your behalf and just sort it out because they're not they're not gunning for you. They're not. They're, I mean, you, you brought up a good question. I think we'll probably end with this, the criminal aspect. So I think you got to, I think you got to, ca- if you're not doing anything negligent or obviously willful neglect of the law, it's kind of the standard, right? You know the law, you're not following it, you're cheating, tax evasion, like, that's that's the that's where you you know you go to jail kind of stuff like and even I mean I'm not gonna say even that has to be like egregious but you get my point mm-hmm. they're putting people in jail for criminal acts you made ten million dollars and you said you made five hundred thousand like I think people get that point it's not that you took a deduction that was maybe in the gray area and it's debatable or some of you issued you a ten ninety nine and you you forgot the you know like like for for fifteen hundred bucks and you forgot to report that I think. People kind of understand that the materiality right. aspect. Just use your common sense on that. Like right. you're not going to jail because you calculated something differently than they did. Right. And I think that you brought that up before we're talking. I wanted to make sure we we hammer yeah. that point away. It's only like if you're cheating on your taxes, then you should be worried. Yeah. 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 If you're honest, <laughs> sleep well at night. That's right. That's, I love. It. I always say that. I like to put my head on the pillow at night. Dude. Exactly. Good. Yeah. All right. Well, good place to end it. Like we always say, if you've got more questions um, in this topic, go to Mirror Group. Reach out to the Mirror Group there. Um, there's some other resources and tools there. You can find the other podcasts there as well. Um, have a great day. All right. See you next time.